1: We are live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. I am your host, Chris Kirkwood, screen name Kirk Dees, here with uh, a lighter crew than normal because uh, the number one Canadian DFS player is not able to make it this this uh, this evening on a Friday evening, so that, that stinks. But uh, toe, tag, and tambo, Tyler Tambolin had some uh, personal stuff to tend to, so we're going to be missing him. But I'm back with uh, my boy, Killabee2482, Brett Hartfield, coming off of a Big week. Uh, I know he did very well, uh, especially on DraftKings. Um, So uh, what's going on, Brett? Week 14.
2: Yeah, going on in week 14, man. It's crazy. Um, Yeah, so it was a really good week last week. Um, It's so funny. I mean, uh, last week you probably remember me hyping up Fitzpatrick. Uh, Still loved him going into Sunday, and then we started getting talked like that, hey, it's not going to be Fitzy. It's going to be Tua. So, I mean you are very similar to me. We don't usually run 150 lineups, but I was all in on Fitzpatrick. So I had, I mean, I had like seven different stacks of Fitzpatrick. So I had to go in and, and I invested a lot. Um, It's been a really good uh, 2020 for me. So, um, you know, I, I upped my investment because it's been so good. Uh, Basically tax reasons wise, it's always good to gamble a little bit more in December if you're running good. So, uh, juiced, up, juiced up the old investment and then also ran really good with uh, what I ended up going with, which was a Cleveland Tennessee stack. So um, I kind of hit on a 5% Corey Davis, a 1% Richard Higgins, and had that as my main tournament team. So um, it was a top um, like 0.01% lineup. So it took down basically anything that was. 200 or less Um, and then it was it it was really close to a lot of money let's just put it that way and I feel like I don't know how much how closely you watch that game and I I know like when you get really close like when you're on the doorsteps and like you start nitpicking like what could have been um, there was a the very first touchdown in that game uh, was ended up being to Jarvis Landry but Higgins actually caught the ball and when they showed it that ball was over the line and then he got hit, tackled out of the two-yard line. And I'm like, oh, okay, they'll, they'll review this. They're going to give it to him. They never reviewed it. They just ran in the next play. So if he gets that two yards, if he gets that touchdown, we're talking about, you know, a you know, couple hundred thousand dollars swing, uh, most likely, with uh, all the action that I had. Uh, I was already hitting, like, solid five figures in most of my tournaments. So, um, yeah, it, w- it would have been a ridiculous uh, swing for me.
1: Nice. Uh I had a pretty disappointing weekend. Um I lost on DraftKings. I was a moron. I went I went like YOLO style. I went uh I played uh Julio and DJ Shark in cash. Um and I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm just throwing these guys in there. And mm-hmm. uh Julio was fine. Uh Shark just was just abysmal. Um so that was a mistake. Um also was uh, heavily weighted there. I I like basically broke even on Yahoo. I and I and then I won. I won. I had a really good slate on Monday, the two game Monday. Um a lot of deged. action on that
0: one. A lot yeah, of action. Degen
1: a little for that. So uh, I got it all back, but uh week 14 this slate's pretty crazy. Um I mean there just seems like there's a lot of good plays, right? Like there seems like there's just too many good plays. At least no buys. Game.
0: No um, buys. We yeah. got
1: 13 games. Um so let's just see what we got here. I mean, obviously, we've got uh, Patrick Mahomes on the slate, um, seven-and-a-half-point favorites uh, in Miami uh, against the Dolphins, which is kind of interesting. I mean, the Mahomes has just been someone, and Kelsey and Tyreek, which guys you obviously always want to go to. But uh, Miami's defense has been good, and then they're just such a uh, – much slower team with Tua operating and uh a lot of runs both legit
2: defenses yeah both are legit
1: yeah and then uh from there we've got we've got the a Vikings atrocious defense with uh going to Tampa uh to a uh angry Tom, i would say like it's like Tom uh, Tom's got needs to have a good game soon and this is certainly the the matchup for him he finally has that matchup where they should you know be able to uh, work the passing game well against uh, the Vikings so I like that spot then there's uh, Derek Henry and the Titans 7.5 point favorites against the Jags uh, who just talk about bad defense who are a little bit more competent on offense with uh, Glennon at the helm and of course there's always James Robinson whose workload remains ridiculous um, there so that's uh, got a 52.5 point total then uh, Colts travel to uh, Las Vegas. Sorry, I said Oakland Uh, to play Mm -hmm. the the Raiders uh, 51 point total there. That game's interesting because it could be a slow game. Uh, Oakland likes to to take their time and uh, it does have a big total though. Um, So we'll get into that. Then uh, Seattle and Russ are on the slate against the Jets who are just atrocious uh, defense and everybody loves running racks against the Jets. (laughs) But stop playing running back all the backs against the Jets. Except now, I kind of want to play a running back versus the Jets uh, because of Chris Carson, and this is just a game that they should have their way. But really, the teams can just pass at will uh, against against uh, the Jets. So like that's the the way to usually play it. But so. We'll see how uh, – we'll talk about how Pete Carroll may uh, get into that one. Um, then an interesting game, which got a little bit less interesting, I would say, is the Falcons uh, traveling to the Chargers. I'm um, uh, a 49-and-a-half point total, but Julio's out. So, uh, yeah, it opens up some opportunities, but we know that just the Atlanta offense just is not very good with without Julio. So that's spot. And then there's uh, the uh, stat chasing, MVP chasing – uh, record chasing, uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers and, uh, Devontae Adams, you know, both of those guys are ch- chasing, uh, records. And, uh, I am fully convinced that they're, that's what they're doing. Um, because they are anytime they're in the red zone, they are passing. Um, 100%. Yep. And so I am fully, I am full and full on belief that they're, they're doing that purposely. Um, but, uh, they uh they get a great matchup this week in the dome uh Mm -hmm. against detroit uh 55 and a half point total so obviously that's going to be a popular place and uh deandre swift should be back it's kind of weird so he's had my so he's been really battling this uh concussion um that's what held him out he's had migraines on top of it but uh Seems like he's back practicing. He's technically questionable with the it's just how much what what are they gonna do? Is he gonna be just fully back or are they gonna ease him in? I don't know. Um, and then there's uh and then we get to see uh the Saints uh with Taysom uh and uh, slowing it down offense against uh Philly with Jalen Hurts now with uh, finally benching uh Carson Wentz, who has just been awful. Um, other than that, there's Washington who's banged up. They uh, lost uh, Antonio Gibson um, in San Francisco. There's uh, Carolina certainly has some injury situation with DJ Moore out um, and uh, uh, CMC out. Mm-hmm. Um, so Robbie Anderson will be popular for sure. Mike Davis will be popular uh, playing against the Broncos who are uh, now have no longer have AJ Bouye. Um because of uh peds so Mm. and then uh i guess maybe i don't know where you are you gonna have any interest in uh dallas the Bengals? the Bengals' offense just is putrid now um but there are some plays on the dallas side that look pretty appealing
2: yeah with no mixing you feel i'd feel okay with it and i don't know have you taken a peek at the wide receiver prices over there i mean i mean they're just
1: (laughs) they're just cheap
2: did you I see mean, AJ Green yeah, at three K? <laughs> yeah,
1: he's min in price. <laughs> oh my god. Michael Gallup's too cheap. CeeDee Lamb's too
2: cheap. Um, T Higgins has a questionable mark. I don't know how serious that questionable is. But uh yeah, yeah I mean yeah. with no he Joe had, Mixon running I Only the ball. he had a quarterback though. Yeah. Well but you know, no Joe Mixon, they're gonna have to throw. They're going I mean, Geo is not a guy that carries the rock twenty plus times. Like I feel like they're gonna have to uh they're gonna have to really utilize the pass here. So um, makes for interesting plays. I mean, AJ Green, 3K. And like he uh, he actually got some mentions uh, in the coach speak this week, So, which is weird uh, on a team that's destined to not make the playoffs. Like, why are we talking about like our old veterans to get started, you know? Um, so, but yeah, um, just looking at the slate in general, I mean, no buys, right? So everybody's in play. Uh, a really nice seven game, uh, 12 o'clock. So I don't know how you normally do your tournaments, cash game slates, but I, I've created everything. Um, and normally, I, I based upon the slates, I you know maybe I won't play the three o'clock if it's only a two gamer or a three gamer. I'll just focus on on the main slate or the twelve o'clock slates. Um, but yeah, I got action everywhere. Those, are, this those week.
1: are one o'clock and four o'clock to me.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> one <laughs> o'clock Eastern, four o'clock Eastern. Um, but, yeah, so awesome slate. Uh, I think you, you definitely hit home, man. Like, the when the Packers are in the red zone, they're just – they're passing every single time. So, I mean, I think you can What – what is Rogers' floor for passing touchdowns even? Like, I mean, I feel like – we'll just say the floor is two, but in reality I think it's three. Um, and if they put up five touchdowns here, the likelihood that it's five passing touchdowns is very high. Um, so – yeah, I, I totally agree with you. They're going uh, to try to get him the MVP. This is a spot where they're touchdown point favorites. I don't see why, you, why you'd go away from a guy like Brady this week, So or uh, uh, Rodgers this week. So uh, they have the highest point total uh, implied as a team at 31 and a half. Uh, the over-under has risen a point to 55 and a half. So, um, you know, the Kansas City-Miami, I think you hit it right. Uh, if Fitzpatrick was playing that game, I would have a little bit more love for it. But with Tua struggling, not very efficient, also running the ball, uh, I I just feel like a clock moves there. You have two really strong defenses. So I'm more or less avoiding that spot. Um, Just finding, you know, again, like just finding spots where I think the teams are not that great, like a Tennessee Jacksonville or the Vikings Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay hasn't been playing very well. So uh, looking at those spots instead. Yep. Um, All right.
1: So let's, uh, let's do what we normally do and start off at the running back position, kind of give an overview of the plays. Um, All right. So we've got, you know, first of all, I am, I've been saying, I think I said this on last week's show, but if I did, I need to say it again. I'm so sick of David Montgomery slander. I've been saying it forever. Like, and he's finally like coming through and You've been all over it. He's not bad. I promise you. He's not bad. And people are finally catching on. It's just, it's so easy to say this guy is just terrible when you you have no quarterback and you're behind, your offensive line is terrible. Their coach uh, He's got to have
2: one of the worst nuts situations for a running back to have.
1: Yeah, and like, so he finally gets two good matchups and he performs in them and uh, looked really good doing them against uh, both Green Bay and Detroit and now comes in with another cupcake matchup against the Texans defense. So um, I, I'm on board. He's going to be chalky this week, but really the man, the myth, the legend is Derek Henry in December. Um, he's going to be someone I want. I don't care if it's DK or FanDuel or Yahoo. Um, he's playing Jacksonville, right? Like this and he basically a- got a week
2: off last week because they were down by five touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know? um, yep. And so, I mean, this is—he's the total—the the, the game script guy, and you know, he's—you tell—he's definitely going to be breaking some, some big ones. If we go back, even through the past couple of years, his fantasy points rises dramatically in December. Everybody talks about that. They say December, all that jazz. But uh, he's—he's going to go off this week. Um, now, I it mean, sucks. Ways, it there's, sucks. There's, yeah. there's ways to play it, obviously, with Tannehill. Um, and some of the passing game again, but um, if you want to leverage the spot. But uh, he's going off, I just promise you, against Jacksonville. Um, Aaron Jones is someone that's going to be gaining some popularity. But, like, so this is, like, I'm I'm torn on it. Like, I don't want to touch Aaron Jones when I believe that Aaron Rodgers is the guy absolutely – going for the records and and once they're in the red zone they're they're passing any touch on. So so i want Devonte adams um especially when detroit has nobody in that secondary that can can limit him um now granted it's a phenomenal matchup for the running back as well it's just he's going to be touchdown dependent in this one and i'm gonna probably play it as i think aaron Rodgers is getting it but it
2: makes for a good pair them together man pair them together I mean,
1: it, yeah i guess uh, i don't know
2: He's got five targets within the 10. He's got nine carries inside the five. Um, he's got an end zone share of 14.3%, uh, 100% in play. Um, the only issue that we have here is if the Packers do blow up this Detroit team, they will go with a 50, 50 Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. Play. Yeah.
1: That's so that one issue. There's, there's, so yep. there's, there's multiple issues there, right? Like, so there's multiple passes. Like normally if they were just doing the efficient thing because of like, to you know the, the the path of least resistance would be to just jam aaron jones all game right like but they're not going to do that and so then we have to worry about like the blowout we have to there's like so many different avenues where it could blow up in your face and so i'm not sure i want to pay 7600 for him when i can get austin eckler down for 7k i can get derrick henry up for 87 i can get david montgomery for 65 um i can get james robinson who's my boy and i want to play him every week although uh Probably will you that, play?
2: Will you I probably you play won't hear
1: him. No, I you? okay, won't.
2: you won't. Okay. Um, I mean, you
1: can. They,
2: yeah. You know, for I that to happen, true. it would have to, you know, just go right along with what Vegas says is going to happen. And you know, he's been utilized in the past game. I mean, he's got six targets each of the last two weeks. So, regardless, Jacksonville is always like a touchdown dog. Right. So, I mean, this is set up perfectly for where they've been the last, how many weeks? And he's, he's been awesome the last, how many weeks? So uh, don't stop playing. Him.
1: I mean, I'm not, it's just, I probably won't play him with Derek Henry. Um, mm. I, I love James Robinson. I mean, there's, he, he's, he's, he's one of the few three down backs, right? Like he's getting it all. He's got 84% snaps last, last week, 18 carries, six targets. Um it's, he's up there with uh, with touches, uh, you know, with with Derek Henry, with Dalvin Cook.
2: Not bad for a team that's lost eleven in a row.
1: And they're going to continue to do it, and they'll and uh, and he works good in the passing. I mean, he can do it all, and he's 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 very good. Um, mm-hmm. So James Robinson, I love. It's just like if they're both running, running, running. It's probably going to be less plays, but and then there's also the potential with like the you know, Glennon to hit, I, I kind of like shark as like leverage off of that. Cause I think Glennon at least is, you know, he's at least taking deep ball. Uh, he's taken uh, chances. He's not very good, but he's taking chances down the field and he's certainly better than uh, anyone else that they've had. So I don't know. I, I probably, I'm probably, I'm usually a week early on plays. Like when I played uh shark and cash last week. So I'm probably going to go back to him mm-hmm. again this week. But anyway, so Austin Eckler is another guy we should probably talk about. I mean, it's just – he got nine targets last week, 16 targets the week before. You know, I mean, they got blown out. They were blown out, so that just – you know, the Pats D would just – was – and that's actually – I kind of touted it to some of my friends, like we should be playing Pats D in this spot, and I didn't end up playing it.
2: Yeah, Um, what a ridiculous day.
1: Yeah, um, so that was disappointing but I, I saw the potential, but, uh, but I think the, the, the bounce back narrative is in full effect uh, this week and uh, against Atlanta. Now Atlanta has been really good against the run and uh, that's been a big focus on them, but they still give it up through the passing game. And like uh, Justin Herbert has been extremely inefficient going far down the field and very efficient, you know, on, on uh closer, you know, under 10 yard pass plays which is going to be Eckler and and Keenan Allen so I I I feel very strongly on both of those guys having big games at least in the passing game
2: yeah currently in my projections like different sites that I use for projections Austin Eckler is popping and I believe he shouldn't be popping so I actually lowered everything on him now We talked. We talked about this uh, pre-show, but uh, Justin Jackson looks like he's coming back. You didn't seem to be like.
1: I don't think it. Matters, thinking that's a big deal. And I don't. Know I think it, it is because, because I think
2: the, that the Chargers are a playoff team, and they want the they want these guys healthy. So I I I don't think Eckler. Um, if you remember how they started out the year, it, it was timeshares big time between these running backs. I feel like they're gonna try and keep these guys healthy, one hundred percent. Um. And Eckler is not going to see the huge work. Uh, this is just what I'm thinking. He's not going to see the huge work share. And Atlanta, I mean, Atlanta's defense has been easily the best defense versus running back. Uh, yeah, but, are, but they
1: but they give it up through the pass and the short checkdowns.
2: I mean, their DVP versus running backs on the season has been easily the best out. Of, and like we're talking like like far uh, far the toughest versus uh, running backs. So. I don't know man like I don't I don't like the matchup I don't like anything I don't like that I'm just not I won't have any percentage of Eckler this week and that could come to bite me you know but
1: well we disagree I'll have them um but uh anyways so then who else are you who are the, some of the other guys you're looking at
2: Yep. So I think, uh, right up top, uh, you hit it with, with Henry, um, Delvin cook. I don't know how popular he'll be. I mean, everybody knows to kind of avoid Tampa Bay defense, especially versus running backs. Um, it sucks that we lose Christian McCaffrey, um, would have loved, to, uh, you know, obviously play him at probably reduced uh, ownership, but yeah, Henry's going to be the guy if you pay up 100%. Um, I think at the mid-sevens, uh, both Robinson and Jones are in play. I'll be having shares of them. Uh, Chris Carson, I know you said uh, the Jets just keep playing uh, passing um, or keep keep playing quarterbacks and wide receivers versus the Jets. And I kind of agree, but Lockett, man, is hurt. And they do not look good at all throwing the ball. So give me a bunch of shares of Chris Carson. I'm right there with you on David Montgomery. Keep playing this guy. Uh, the... Like everything's starting to come around uh, for him. And I think even at 6,500, he's still too cheap. We got him at five, five last week. So I think at six, five, he's not going to be that highly owned. Um, And then, and then once we start dipping below, like I probably won't have any shares of Zeke. I think they're, you know, the funny thing is, the NFC uh, East is still up for grabs. So they still have a lot to play for. Uh, I mean, Dallas is, I guess I don't even know what that division looks like, to be honest with you. I, I, I knew Philly was in the lead. I don't exa- I think Washington might be in the lead now. Um, but regardless, that whole division is still able to be won by all four teams. Um, so Zeke at 6'6", it's just a price point play. Uh, but man, I mean, has, there, has a guy looked more just not involved, like doesn't really give a crap? Um, I think Kamara makes for a great uh, GPP play at 7-1. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have uh, some shares there. Um, I'd rather have Kamara uh, for sure than Austin Eckler this week. Um, not only do I think Kamara will score Eckler, but then I also think you're gonna get, I mean, you're gonna get such you know, lower percentage. Um, and I'll throw it back to you for like uh, mid-tier guys. So like um, under, uh, under the David Montgomery range, so under 6,500, what are you looking at?
1: I'm gonna go back to Eckler really quickly. Um, some of my points So they they are ex- Extremely tough to produce on the ground uh, Against And I, I know that But they're also very attackable through the air And through the checkdowns And they've given up the um, They've given up four uh, touchdowns to, to receiving backs So far this season There have been backs that have had good games against them you, you, uh, Mike Davis went off for 29.9 He had 10 targets in that game Nine receptions like you're looking for guys that can get, get targets and receptions. Uh, Kamara was, was doing fine last week against him. I played him last week. Um, it just, he doesn't get the targets anymore with Taysom, which, which really hurt him. Um, but he could have had a much bigger game he left a lot on the table. Um, and, you know, so, so basically I think they're, they've allowed the ninth most fancy points through the air. So to running back. So, it's just, it's just whether, you know, a lot of these other teams have just, it's just been such smooth sailing for them to just attack them through the pass. I don't think that's the, I think Keenan Allen is certainly makes, makes sense, but I think it's, but Justin Herbert is going to be, you know, having these like lower A dot uh shots. He's going to be working like those small passes and he's going to be working it with Keenan Allen and Ekla. Like there's no other running back. Like he's one of the few guys that can get a ton. And also, uh, a, a ton of catches and ton of you know targets. Also, all only thing about Justin Jackson, who wasn't seeing much of a workload anyway, just said that there's a chance is activated for week four. It doesn't sound like he's practicing. Doesn't sound very any. Doesn't sound very good for for to me that he's going to be back in this game. I'm actually expecting him not to be back. Um, and so I just see. I just think his price is there, and there's just room for for upside there with if you get him in the passing game. I'm curious, uh, yeah, are you, are you just
2: thrown out last week's game? You kind of just, I mean, obviously yeah, there that,
1: that was just an awful game. It was just a mm-hmm. horrendous game. They were terrible. They got abused. Uh, Herbert was awful. Uh, Belichick just abused him. Uh, rookie quarterbacks. That's what he does. And, uh, new England was up there. defense up play. then, so then once the game was out of hand, it was done. It was over. Like there was just nothing in that game.
2: So, so Sunday I, comes Sunday comes and Justin Jackson is healthy and active uh, they have Balazs active, and then they have that uh, Josh uh, – whatever his name is, Jackson, or whatever. Uh, what uh, What do you Josh do? Kelly. Anything change? Josh Kelly. Yep. Uh, anything change for you It then? doesn't
1: change. I think his role is – I think Eckler's role is secure. Okay. And he's got the – he's the role He's the role of what I want to attack. They
2: still need a win. So, I mean, they should be playing their best guys, right?
1: Yeah, which is Eckler.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's my that's my only thing. So like, maybe maybe consider him, lot, and I'll 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 look to pick him apart too, and I'll take what you say obviously into consideration. But at this point, I'm still gung ho on Eckler. Um, but sorry, you said so. What what other guys besides David Montgomery?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, again, like I'm also looking at like the percentage of them, right? At RG, we have Eckler at 20.1. He's, again, he's popping in all the projection systems that I use. Uh, I'm just way, way uh, below that. So um, I, I feel like we've talked about basically everybody up until six and, uh, 6.5. So um, guys that I'm looking at in like the 5K range. Well, we didn't uh, really talk about Mike Davis much. Oh yeah, we didn't. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Right. So Mike Davis, I mean, 6,400. Okay. Compare him and verse David Montgomery. Uh, What do you like better there?
1: I mean, I I like David Montgomery, but you're going to get probably a little bit lighter ownership on Mike Davis. People are, he's kind of out of favor. Now Mm -hmm. he's coming off the, the buy, right? He's got, we have to assume he's probably a little bit healthier now. Like he was going through that stretch where he was completely banged up and he was completely inefficient. Um, so I'm assuming he's healthier now, and this might be a kind of a, a better spot to attack him. And that—that's what's the offense going to be without DJ Moore, without CMC? It's going to be Anderson and Mike Davis and uh, some Samuel, right? Yeah. Uh, 100%. This game could, could kind of sneaky shoot out, I think, because, you know, obviously, Carolina's D is, is attackable too. And uh, I think Denver
2: can put up some points in this game. Yeah, I mean, Denver Denver is pretty healthy, I want to say. Um, they got Judy. Uh, squeaky, and her,
1: squeaky wheel narrative on yeah. uh, Judy, too, who was, was disappointed. He wasn't utilized at all recently. Uh, yeah,
2: I can see this, especially with uh, how cheap the parts are here. You know, like uh, this is your classic, like if, if you uh, listen to Blender, this would be your perfect, uh, you know, vomit stack right here. I mean, yeah,
1: Bridge is so. Bridgewater's health is a concern, but uh, I think he's fine. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the vomit part would be like Bridgewater, and. but, yep. but uh, there's the a lot lock, of Carolina pieces. I, I mean, I, I would play lock here.
2: I, th- I think there's a, gr- a lot of Carolina pieces too. Like, I mean, Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel uh, with no DJ Moore uh, with no C Mac. I know Those guys, Anderson's
1: going to be mega chalk.
2: Yeah. I mean he's still 6200 on uh, draftings for not what has he done the last what five weeks? I don't I don't feel like he's done much. I guess he's 19 yeah, against uh, the targets are still there though. I mean 796 13, 8, 8, 5, 13 11. so um you would think you would think the line share now goes to Robbie Anderson and then Curtis Samuel I think will go right back to hey let's let's give this guy the ball in unique spots and probably have three to four carries. Um, He'll probably have like five to eight targets. So yeah, I I like, I like the spot for Samuel too.
1: And uh, Denver 22nd DVOA versus the run. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I feel pretty confident with um, Mike Davis this week, hoping that people still think he's bad um, after that really brutal stretch that he uh, has gone through. Um, Another guy we should probably mention is uh, JD McKissick. You know, there's so – I mean, there's Peyton Barber and there's McKissick now for the backfield um, against uh, San Fran. McKissick's targets are just insane. He, You know, you saw that – I mean, you saw what happened. Gibson was going to run all over Pittsburgh. I don't care what anyone mm. said. People thought it was a brutal matchup. I was so pissed because I had the nuts on like that.
2: Uh, Serious, do you think McKissick's role changes at all? Uh, Does Peyton Mar- Barber just I step don't, I, right in? I don't know if uh, – so I, – I, I kind of lean towards McKissick's role doesn't change whatsoever. I kind
1: I'm of lean not. that he gets a tiny bit of an increase. It doesn't change. as like a monster role. Now, he has been very efficient on his rushing attempts, um, not last week, but that was a brutal matchup and a, just a mm-hmm. tough spot to put him in, and he was fishing through the air. But overall, he's been, uh, been very efficient when he's actually ran the ball. But, uh, I mean, Peyton Barber will be the goal line guy. Um, but like those targets should be there for him, like, and he's just, it just, it's just tough to stop him in the passing game um, for those little checkdowns, and that's that's pretty much all that's that's there.
2: My only question is, does Peyton Barber uh, catch the ball also like Antonio Gibson um, in in this role? Because if he does at forty four hundred, I personally, I, I mean, Barber is going to see three he's times. So
1: bad, he's so bad in the passing game though.
2: Yeah. He sees he's going to see what three times more carries than JD McKissick. Like if you had to do RB share there, would you say
1: 75/25? I don't I'd probably lean like 70/30 60/40
2: 65/35. Yeah, if you believe it's it's if it's if you believe it's 60/40 then I think McKissick is a 100%. And I think
1: it play. also depends on how effective Barber is. If he's just getting if he just looks awful and getting, getting shut down, they'll just lean, they'll go more McKissick, I think.
2: Yeah. They'll probably be yeah. forced to. I lean, I lean that Barber steps into almost the Gibson role hundred percent. And then uh, like he becomes the play more so than McKissick. I mean, McKissick is still a great play regardless. I mean, the guy's gotten what uh triple digit, uh, triple digits, <laughs> double digit targets three of the last five weeks. So yeah, 10 targets last week, 15, four weeks ago and 14, five weeks ago. So, I mean, the guy is basically uh, playing wide receiver, Alex Smith, noodle arm, can't throw it down the field. Mc, McKissick's a great play. I mean, let's, let's be honest.
1: Now with um, Josh Jacobs out again, most likely what are your thoughts now with uh, Devonte Booker after uh Uh, big bust spot uh, last week against the Jets. Yeah,
2: and like, I mean, I don't, like, I have, like, a crew of guys that I talk to about this, and I I said I do not like Devontae Booker, um, and I still played Devontae Booker last week in spots. Uh, I think he's a suit, like, just not a talented back, right? Now he gets Indianapolis, who's I guess they're not, like, crazy great versus uh, running backs. Like, you can't really throw on Indianapolis, but uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. It, the spot, the spot is, it should be uh, tougher than the Jets. I don't know. The Jets are, are pretty good against the running backs though. So I don't know. Um, I, I guess, I guess I don't have a strong feel uh, on Devonte Booker right now, um, but I lean towards not having exposure, especially in a 13 games late. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, it is, it, it is a tough matchup for sure. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm interested to go back just because of an ownership play. Um, I think the, the usage is there, and I think that it just made more sense for them, and they had to pass it, um, and the Jets have been good against the run. I think that uh, this will be a more balanced attack this week, and it could. I think Booker's performed adequately throughout the season. It was just a brutal game last week, um, so I'll, I'll probably go back to a little bit um who else is there gaskin oh, 5600 there's jonathan taylor on the other side yep. yeah G- gaskin talk about both of those guys
0: uh
2: yeah so jonathan taylor uh he didn't play two weeks ago because it was contact uh tracing right so he didn't have the covid fog right so he stepped right in um 16 opportunities like i know a lot of people were like oh my god i should have played him he it's still a three-man backfield and you can Uh, consider this a four-man backfield because they're bringing in Jacoby Brissett uh, to run plays in the red zone. So I I know a lot of people are like, oh, Jonathan Taylor smashed last week. Oh, that's awesome. Look at the rush attempts. 13 for Jonathan Taylor, 6 for Naheem Hines, 5 for Jordan Wilkins. Look at the targets. 3 for Taylor, 3 for Hines, 2 for Wilkins. Um, Then you um, you look at Brissett coming in on the red zone opportunities, running the ball. It's just like his touchdown equity is super low. It's a three-way backfield. I'm not in on this spot. Like, I don't know, like they're, they're not giving him the rocket, like a high percentage of the time. Yeah. They're, they're a run first team as they should be, but this is a three man backfield that now is bringing in like these red zone looks with Brissett. Like, so no, I'm uh, not there.
1: I mean, the, the workload has certainly gone down for Heinz lately and uh Wilkins is kind of, I mean, it's he's kind of a nuisance. That he does steal a little bit, but I don't know. It's certainly a good matchup for him. His price is still good. He's been uh, efficient as of late. He's come on as of late. Um,
2: it's still I a think- hot hand situation. And if they would just do the hot hand more often, like then he becomes a decent tournament play. I think he's
1: a good time. tournament play. Um, Gaskin though. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be? Uh, I mean, he man, he he. Rough, uh, rough sledding last week with him uh, inside the the red zone, just couldn't oh couldn't get it. Yeah, um, him and, and Zeke, Tua, man. Yeah, and Tua is just. I mean, mm-hmm. if it, it sucks without without Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick would have this offense humming. But uh, yeah, but it, it, I mean, this. Go ahead. Everybody's out, uh, so. Um, Ahmed is is out for for this week. Um and is DeAndre Washington still out? I don't know.
2: Uh Washington's in and Laird's in. Okay. I don't really care about Laird, but
1: yeah.
2: Um <laughs> I mean he 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 does own the backfield here. It's just do you want to invest in this situation? Like it's a tough game, man. I mean this uh, Kansas City like you're hoping he catches a lot out of the backfield like his first game back uh he had all the usage in the world he had 21 uh carries two two targets uh i mean if you can pencil in 23 uh, opportunities for a guy at 5.6 that's great but you know kansas city that's the one thing kansas city has really just tried to stop the pass this whole year and they've been giving it up uh via the run so um project that forward yeah I I do like Gaskin and I definitely like Gaskin a lot more than Jonathan Taylor it's just the overall game concept of like stacking this game I'm not I I don't love Uh, but I will have some shares of uh, Gaskin just don't love this game in general
1: it's just the workload that I love right so he got 23 touches he's averaging like over 21 touches over his last six games he's the the Chiefs like that's teams have been effective, at least running the ball against them. The problem is, is that they've held them um, from, uh, from getting touchdowns to backs. And that's uh, certainly uh, an issue. It was an issue for last week for, for Gaskin, but I mean, it's, it's, it's just the workload. It's the, the, they're going to have to at least do some production against Kansas city. Kansas city is a good defense for sure. But like, I think like most of the production is going to come from the, from the ground Um, is prices cheap. Plus uh, he's utilized in the passing game, which is nice. The Chiefs third most yards per target against uh, running backs against the Chiefs. So yeah, I like, I like Gaskin.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I can, how, I,
1: how popular is he going to be? What are we uh, projecting?
2: Uh, let's see Gaskin. We got at 13.3% 13.3 at RG. So um, I think that's about right.
1: Yeah, I bet you like 15-ish. Yeah.
2: Mike, Mike Davis is at 8.2. I expect him to be a lot higher than 8.2. 8.2. If he's not, I'm going to hammer that.
1: Yeah, I think like 10. I th- well, I'm hoping he'll be like 10%, and then I'm just going to hammer some,
2: uh, mm-hmm. which
1: is yep. what I was thinking. Yep. Um, Wayne Gallman. This dude just gets it done. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, he gets it done. Another 135 yards last week rushing against the uh, the Seahawks. Whoever tough, like I like I said every week, it doesn't matter with matchup with this guy. Like look, listen to this: you know, Seattle, Philly, Washington, Tampa Bay, Philly. Those are all extremely tough defenses. He's gone mm-hmm. for at least uh, at least 13 fantasy points. He didn't get. Uh, it was Morris who got in the end zone, which is a uh, which is a buzzkill with like Moore stealing some of that work, but like this is Gallman's backfield. Um, the this is a good matchup, um, you know. From uh, the the Cardinals' defense has not looked very good whatsoever as of late. Um, let me pull up Arizona here. Uh, they the path of least resistance was on the ground against them. I just think that, you know, that the Giants are just going to feed Goleman and just keep it going here. And he's, nobody plays this guy, and he just continues to get it done. So, to me, he's a, another good good tournament player.
2: Yeah, I haven't rostered him really all year, and I'm probably not going to roster him again. So, uh, the people that have gone there have definitely profited because running back spots have definitely blown up. Um, you know, they just haven't been that great. So, um, yeah, he's been, he's been amazing in the 4Ks. And now he's, he's been uh, last week he was 5'6", now he's five seven uh, yeah I'll be off him this week but uh, I mean he he really hasn't burned you at all this whole stretch so
1: they he's also utilizing the passing game they allowed Arizona allowed the fifth most yards per target they're they're missing Corey Peters um, who was a, a good line guy for them you know and, the, and teams have run more. Uh, since he's been been out so it just feels like Gallman's gonna get a lot of work this week to me and so I'm, I've got him down circled as someone at, at low ownership that I want to play because I always end up talking myself off of this guy but like he's been nothing but consistent and he's run bad with like the touchdown equity so that's the guy I want um, who else
2: Gio Bernard let's uh let's actually talk about both those guys uh, Gio and Zeke I don't know if you really touched on Zeke at all, but uh, I I don't think I'm going to have too many shares of either one of these running backs. Um, I don't have really a strong feel. I'm more on Geo. And in fact, I do like stacking this game. Um, and I, if, if I'm going to buy a running back, it's going to be Geo. Um, but I think I like grabbing the offenses through the air here. Um, again, Brandon Allen looks... Terrible. In fact, I think like, let's see, what was his final stand line? Uh, He had a 153 yards and I believe like 75 of those came on one play and it was just strictly, was that T Higgins that took it to the house? Um, It was just like a a really quick pass and, you know, T broke it. So yeah, I mean, Allen sucks, but it's, it's the, uh, the uh, opportunity that are uh, me thinking that they're going to be passing quite a bit. Um, and Dallas's defense is just looked, you know, brutal on the season. So uh, two really, really terrible teams here. Uh, both kind of, you know, don't have their starting quarterbacks anymore. I think this is an okay, uh, another okay vomit stack here um, to kind of just uh, buy a cheap Michael Gallup. Uh, who knows if T. Higgins is going to play, but yeah, Tyler Boyd, we already talked about A.J. Green being 3K. Even C.D. Lamb at 4,800. I mean, Come on. There's so many dirt cheap options and talented wide receivers that uh, all they need is a sliver of daylight to take a 75 yard pass to the end. Zone.
1: Yeah. I love the passing game off. So I, I love, so first, I always talk about William Jackson every week. I believe he's really good. He's the only good real like standout piece on the Cincinnati um, defense. He's going to be uh, shadowing Amari Cooper, which is going to leave a lot for CD lamb and Michael Gallup, a lot of opportunities. Um, both of these guys, um, are capable of having big games. Um, Gallup just had a big game. And then I, uh, Andy Dalton is passing a lot. They're passing more than, uh, than you would expect. So makes you, that's, that's the the preferred area. now Zeke, I'm, I was interested in Zeke for sure in this mm-hmm. game when I saw it. And then, then you get the, 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 we popped up on the injury report with the calf. And so, uh, I was worried about him a little bit and I don't know what to think. So like, there's no reason to like, like to really push it with this guy. And they're definitely giving Pollard, uh, more opportunity. And Pollard is good. In my opinion, I know a lot of people, there's a lot of Pollard stands out there and they all talk crap about Zeke and whatnot, but I'm kind of like middle of the road in there. I Mm. think I do think Pollard is really good. Um, but uh zeke still leads the uh the league with 18 carries inside the five yard line so he's like still getting those
2: oh my god that first down and one on the one and then he had three carries in a row where he lost minus one yards it was just like yeah classic that's exactly his season
1: and their line has been just banged up and just you know Mm. so it's it's Their team has been awful. They haven't had a quarterback. Their line's been bad and he's been bad. He was fumbling like crazy, you know, and just been terrible. But uh, I think the opportunity is there um, for, I think he's a good GPP player this week. By the way, that was Tyler
2: Boyd that took that 72 yarder to the the house last week. It was a pretty sweet play, but yeah, I mean, don't, don't put that under, you know, Brandon Allen being any good. Like that was just a, a quick pass that he took to the house. So it's it's the price, man. Andy Dalton, fifty five hundred. Brandon Allen, forty nine hundred. Uh, both these defenses are terrible, especially uh, uh, versus the pass. Um, give me some Geo Bernard shares at running back, but I think you can mix and match all these wide receivers.
1: Um, the last that we'll the, touch on, um, I mean, uh, I do think Melvin Gordon is an interesting GPP play against Carolina. Um, he's someone that I think could go off for a big game at like really minuscule ownership. I also think. DeAndre Swift if it may completely bite you and he may not get much workload at all and you'll be like I'm an idiot for playing this guy but if this guy goes back to a full workload where they were were, were like just like he was just taking over and if they they do him against uh, do that against Green Bay then absolutely sign me up I mean anybody like Green Bay has that's one thing you can do on them is, is run the ball we saw David Montgomery well, was very successful. They've uh, had uh, a lot of guys been very successful. That was who Dalvin Cook went for 48 fantasy points against. Uh, I mean, Montgomery just put up 25. Um, I mean, they've given up tons of product. Camara earlier in the season for 44 fantasy points. So, like, wouldn't shock me at all if they, you know, DeAndre Swift – got his full role if, if he just went absolutely off because he's someone I absolutely believe in but there is this cloud over injury so but sometimes that makes for really good GPP plays you know if they are fine so he's someone I have you know circled down to like keep keep up on news with and to see what uh ownership is gonna project because I don't think anyone's really planning on playing in
2: whatsoever. Yeah, there's a few spots under a 5K that I want to just touch on. Um, it, Leonard Fournette at 4,500. Uh, this is still Ronald Jones' backfield, at at least running the ball. But if you look at Leonard Fournette's uh, routes run, his target share, um, he's kind of been a beast in the passing game. Uh, he's also getting still quite a few high-value opportunities. Uh, three, three targets inside the 10, six uh, carries inside the five. Routes run the last uh, two weeks 19-24 so he's he's getting the uh, targets uh, as the third down back in this offense Um, we know how much Tampa Bay's been struggling so if they're coming from behind you know Fournette's going to be utilized quite a bit here and then uh, (laughs) it's an ugly spot but uh, we got to talk about the Jets running backs too real quick Uh, If Frank Gore is ruled out, uh, a guy by the name of Ty Johnson took over this backfield, and he actually looked really good, or at least he just got a ton of opportunity. 24 opportunities last week, 22 carries, two targets at 4,700 at Seattle. They're two touchdown dogs. Do you want to have any shares of Ty Johnson? With Gore back? or if, if oh, so Grant, Frank Gore right now is, is highly questionable I don't know if his 36 I, year old body can come back but
1: I thought I read that he was they were expecting him to play uh, really God, that guy about. is
2: a beast let me uh, just yeah so sure Gase
1: said he expects the expects Gore to suit up against Seattle
2: Okay, because I, I know he was going through concussion protocols so uh, I didn't know if he cleared the concussion protocols but okay
1: but uh, Johnson is certainly better. But really, the play in this game is going to be Perryman, unless there's going to be yeah. some mm-hmm. low-owned play. But
2: um, all right. There and Crowder is was... still so questionable, right? Oh, and, uh...
1: Another piece uh, to watch. Uh, um, Kenyon Drake has popped up on the injury report with a hip. Um, wow. Did uh, have a limited practice on Friday. Um, So, I mean, I would love to get Chase Edmonds. Mm. But uh, that's something to watch. But I don't know. I think we've gone through pretty much. Yeah,
2: I I think we've crushed it.
1: Um, All right. Let's uh, over to quarterback to start our stacks. Patrick Mahomes. um, Pass heavy offense. Just an unbelievably talented, great quarterback that's going to put up a lot of fantasy points for you. Going to be extremely popular. He's also extremely expensive, also a tough defensive matchup. But um, he's going to be pretty chalky, chalky I think. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to be chalky. Um, I think I lean Rodgers there um, just because of the little bit of price savings. And I just I think he's going to you know, put up some points in this one. Uh, Justin Herbert, Ryan Tannehill, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford was actually chucking the ball last week, forty-two pass attempts uh, against Chicago in a tough matchup, thirty fantasy points. Um, now uh, in a game where he's going to have to keep up with uh, Rodgers, that's kind of that's kind of interesting to me. But um, and then the uh, the the guy that I really want to play, but I'm not sure I'm going to be able to click the name is Trubisky, um, Houston. Yeah, buddy. Is just, garbage but like I Uh, I love Trubisky
2: this week I love yeah
1: um so those are oh and the guy that's going to uh one of my my buddies is all over Tom Brady this week um and I have to agree I I mean I just think that like it just sets up perfectly for him so it sets up you know I mean the the Vikings it's just their secondary has been so brutal all season so um Godwin and Brown have extremely plus matchups this week. Evans has a very uh, decently plus matchup um, and in Gronk has a plus matchup and Brady has just taken off so much abuse after this rough stretch that this seems like the ultimate get right Tom Brady spot uh, this week for me um, at least. So that's, those are the guys I'm most interested in. Um, who's your favorite kind of of that bunch?
2: Yeah, I mean, you definitely touched on Mahomes. Again, overall, I will be under the field in Mahomes. Just don't like that game in general. I I just, I think Miami uh, defense is just so legit. Uh, but Russ, uh, if there's a get-right spot, it's for Russ. Um, so I'd like actually both the passing and the running game, but probably not both in the lineup. I don't know how many Russell Wilson, Chris Carson lineups I'll have, but um, I'm going to have quite a bit of shares because – this offense has not looked good and they're the second highest implied on the slate. So um, should be interesting to see where ownership comes in here, but um, yeah, I'm going to have plenty of Russ. Uh, love Rogers. Uh, Deshaun man just keeps on going. Like uh, I mean, what an impressive game uh, last week. They should have won that game. Um, but yeah, like doesn't matter that Brandon cooks is his wide receiver, wide receiver one. he still makes it happen. Um, he is starting to run the ball more. Uh, seven attempts, eight attempts, six, eight, ten, seven. The last what five, six weeks. So um, he's running the ball like his floor is ridiculously good. Um, yeah, I, I I like Deshaun in a game that I don't mind stacking it uh, either. Uh, But, yeah, I I think I lean with you uh, on the Trubisky side of things here. At 5,600, you're getting a 2K uh, price decrease from Deshaun to Trubisky. And I believe, like, two years ago, Trubisky was in the millionaire lineup um, at least three times, maybe four. Like, it was ridiculous. And I I feel like this is just a high-ceiling play for Trubisky. So, yeah, going to have plenty of shares there. I'm going right back to the well with Justin Herbert. Uh, It's 6,800 versus Atlanta. I actually like stacking this game too because I feel like I know where the offense is coming from in this game. Uh, You're right. Matt Ryan has looked like crap without Julio, but I still, I still like these other pieces um, in Atlanta. And I mean, we, we know where the ball is going uh, in LA Uh, just throw out last game. I mean, you're still fine uh, rolling with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, um, Hunter Henry, and then Atlanta with no uh, Julio. I mean, it's, it's Ridley. It's, you know, Gage. I mean, you can throw in Christian Blake in that. Um, and then Hayden Hurst. So I think I think this offense, and, and like I said, I'm not going to be big on either running back here. I know you are you got a lot more love for Eckler and Gurley, but I expect a lot of passing in this spot. And, you know, we're in December now. we got to really worry about where these games are being played. Uh, this game's being played in L.A. So, um I like this, yeah. I like I like this game a lot, actually. Now that I um, kind of uh, analyzed it a little bit more, um, what else? What are you, also you seeing at quarterback? Uh, anything else that's popping? Lower Maybe line. Jalen Hurts. Why don't you talk about Jalen Hurts uh, getting uh, his first I, career I, start? I
1: can't. I can't trust him. I don't know. Um,
2: Just you, you. saw his uh, what he did in college, right? His uh, his rushing numbers are ridiculous, right? And he's yep. fifty one hundred.
1: Yeah, he can rush. Um, I'm. Tough matchup to throw him throw them in. Right you will up, have one lineup, Jalen Hurts though. Maybe. You will. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just tough with the Saints. I just don't trust. I, I, it's just like the weapons that the way that they're utilized. I mean, why are they going back to Alshon Jeffrey?
2: Dude, how ugly of a game is this going to be? You have Jalen it's gonna Hurts. It's going to be the, it's, it's too, it's gonna be the slowest. It's going to be the slowest game <laughs> on the face of the earth. It's Tim Tebow the second versus Tim Tebow the third going at each other.
1: Yeah, I'm not really interested, although I am interested in Mike. Uh, Glennon? Glennon? No.
2: Oh, well, what Mike, Mike are Thomas. we talking about here? Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and, and you uh, said Mike, and we're talking quarterbacks, baby. I thought you wanted to go back to get some Jacksonville shares. He's actually looked okay.
1: Um, Deshaun Watson is going to be extremely low owned against uh the Bears and um the Bears tough but like they're not David Johnson out they're not going to have success running the the football against the Bears with this Johnson.
2: Yep, yeah, that's what I was thinking too.
1: And um going to get a lower ownership spot for Deshaun Watson. So and uh Stafford just put up 30 on him I, like so that interests me.
2: I think one big thing too that DFS people probably don't take it in effect is when your workhorse running back is out, um, that affects everything that affects what you can call that affects like play calling. Right. So, um, in Cincinnati with no Joe Mixon, um, I expect the pass to rush ratio to go up and exactly what you just said right there. Um, like like these offenses that lose a big part of who they are uh, when they're fully healthy, um, like I kind of wanna I wanna buy you know the pieces that they're missing. Like I wanna go the exact opposite way, right? So Deshaun Watson with no David Johnson as their main ball carrier, like they're gonna have he's not he's gonna have to run the ball more, right? We've already seen his floor go ridiculously high. He doesn't have like his same wide receivers. Right. So he's scrambling more. Um, but this, this defense, this Chicago defense is nothing. Like, I mean, I, I still think he gets it done and he's going to get it done. The offense is hundred percent going to come through Deshaun Watson. It's not going to come through the ground whatsoever. So.
1: Yep. I uh, agree. Yeah. Um, I'm interested. I think I already said it, but I'm interested in Drew Locke just because I, I think this game is going to blow up. I think this Denver-Carolina game is going to end up putting points up.
2: And you're, kind of, um, you're kind of making me like it more and more the more you talk about it.
1: it just, it's just standing out to me. I just have that feeling that it's just going to end up – it's going to be points scored. And uh, I don't know. I like I do like Melvin Gordon, but I like uh, – I think Locke is – cheap and can get there, you know, um, in kind of a similar way that he did in against uh, Atlanta back in uh, week nine, was it? But like um, he, it was kind of garbage time comeback, but um, I could see that playing out here again with them on the road. Cause I just think that their defense without Booyah now is just going to be giving up points. If Teddy, if Teddy can, can uh, be efficient, which I think he can with, even though he's uh, doesn't have DJ Moore. I think their offense still has enough uh, weapons to to uh, put up some points here. So, you
2: you, see- you did touch on Stafford a little bit. I know he went for four hundred yards and three touchdowns, um, and that was versus the Bears, right? So, yep. I mean, if we're talking to Sean Watson versus the Bears, um, and that was in Chicago. Uh, are you back in on Stafford at five thousand seven hundred versus Green Bay?
1: Yeah, um, I'll have I'll have
2: some stacks. This offense has not looked efficient since Galladay has been gone. Like, I mean, their last five weeks have been pretty brutal um, efficiency-wise. But, yeah, I mean, he can still get there. He threw
1: for 400 yards against the Bears last week. So Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Throw it for 42 times, yeah.
1: Should should be a little bit smoother sailing um, inside at home against Green Bay. Uh, I do like that Swift is – you know if you know, I've already said that I like Swift if he's uh, sure, he's gonna be back, and I think Swift is pretty good in the passing game. Um, I, and I they just got it like they I just hope that they're they've just stopped running these stupid running backs that they keep feeding. So, with last night was a good indication,
2: My, Mike Glennon versus uh, Jalen Hurts. Who are you more likely to play? Hmm. At 5,100. Both are at 5,100. Uh, Glennon gets a really good matchup versus Tennessee. I think this is a, a very underrated matchup. Glennon's actually looked pretty good, uh, pretty efficient. Um, 20 of 35, so not very good, actually. 28 of 42 is like 65, 66% uh, percent last week. Had a couple interceptions. Uh, I don't know. The neck, the neck is looking all right. I, I, I don't mind him uh, in very cheap stacks. Uh, let's see who is healthy right now for the wide receivers. So you, I mean, it looks like they got everybody healthy. Colin Johnson has stepped into the starters role. Uh, Chanel got hurt. So kind of look into that, but Conley is definitely the, uh, the fifth man. He's the odd man out. So they're doing a lot of forward wide receiver sets. Chanel got hurt in the first half. So didn't get a lot of uh, playing time, but dude, Colin Johnson, he's the guy he's uh, 3,600 still. Um, keep like, I know I brought this up last week with Tambo, but like when you get these backup quarterbacks that come in, a lot of times they have a really good, uh, thing with like, you know, fourth, fourth string, fifth string wide receivers. And that's what this Colin Johnson kid is. And he's like athletic as all can be. So, um, I, am still all about, uh, Colin here. Um,
1: I like DJ shark. Um, I like boy. Yeah, I, I like Glennon, Glennon and Locke would be my two fifty one hundred guys. I guess you could play some Hurst. I'm just not buying it yet. Um, But um, so Titans allowed the most passing touchdowns in in the league. This is a team that you can definitely pass on. This is a they don't really have. Would you
2: want? Would you want a six six wide receiver to throw to? Because that's Colin Johnson.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like it, but. EJ Shark has got to be a a, a matchup. uh, It's got to be pretty positive for his metrics, too, as well. Let's pull up on him.
2: If we look at uh, Enzo target share, uh, Colin Johnson actually leads the team, and he's only really played the last few weeks. So he leads the team at uh, 23.1% Enzo target share on the season. And, like, nobody knew who Colin Johnson was uh, before week 12. So that kind of shows you. And, his air yards, 41%, 27%. I know air yards, you know, you can make fun of air yards, uh, especially when they're Mike Glennon air yards. But his target share, uh, 24%, 14.6%. I mean, he leads the team in uh, target share the last two weeks. Uh, he's, ridic- he's still priced way too low well at $3,600. Um,
1: all right. So, uh, yeah, then I'll, I'll write him down. I'll, I'll play some of him.
2: Yeah, he's he's one hundred percent in play.
1: All right, that's I mean, maybe I I don't really I mean maybe Taysom, I don't know. I, I can't
2: stay away I'm, from that game. Yeah, Two running I'm all, quarterbacks.
1: I'm all set with uh I think I think I've touched on every everybody that I might
2: play. Yeah, um I think I'm good too. Uh yeah. Really that game is so ugly that New Orleans affiliate – Philly, like I still think it goes under 43. Um, the over-under is 43. I just don't know. The, the, the clock is going to be constantly running with these two quarterbacks at play. Like, there's not going to be a lot of pass attempts. Um, what do you th- – is Kyler just hurt? I mean, yeah. It. I feel like that – the Arizona offense and the Seattle offense, the last, what, month, have both looked just awful. Like, what, who's looked worse, Seattle or Arizona? It's like, both of those teams have just looked brutal. Like, Russ is nowhere near MVP talks. Uh, either is Kyler or Murray. I mean, they, they've they looked very average as a whole.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know. So like everyone went to Kyler. I didn't like him last week, but like now, if like if his ownership is like extremely small this mm-hmm. week um, against the Giants, then I I might I might take a few shots.
2: Yeah, and we got we got him. Uh, at, let's see, where do we got him? Wow, can't even see him. Okay, so he's at one point four percent. So you're gonna get him yeah, for I really tiny. No
1: one's gonna play him this week.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. All right, wide receiver. Let's uh, let's take it over there. Devonte Adams probably going to be uh, the uh, spend up if you can get him, and with value popping up, um, you you can. He pairs perfectly with Rogers. The guy's just been an animal. Had another ten reception, one hundred twenty one yard, two touchdown games. Just utilized massively in the red zone. Just, I mean, the guy's a beast. He's going for receiver records. Um, Rogers is going for records. It's just. Those are the two guys, but he is 9,300. Um, Robbie Anderson will be popular. Him and Kermit's Curtis Samuel. Uh, Alan Robinson is the guy I like a lot. I said I like Trubisky. I mean, there's just, he's going to match up with Vernon Hargreaves or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, there's just no one in the secondary now that can can hold back Robinson. And uh, I think, uh, you know, Trubisky certainly does like targeting him. Um Got, gave him 13 targets against Green Bay at seven targets last week, um, in a in matchup. Now it's a little skittish cause I like David Montgomery too, but like, I'm not going to play them together, but I'm definitely going to have.
2: You can, you can. Uh,
1: I, I, I'm i not going to, but I'll definitely have shares of both.
2: Uh, I'm right there with you on Allen Robinson. Love Allen Robinson this week.
1: Um, Corey Davis, your boy who made you some money, but like, uh, I mean, it feels like chasing, but it's not chasing. I mean, the guy's been a model of consistency pretty much. Higher target share season. than A.J.
2: Brown on the season. Yeah.
1: And uh, and he's been very efficient, too. Um, you know, obviously had a monster ceiling game last weekend that, you know, probably won't happen again, but um, his price is as, as affordable as someone you can go to for production. Tyreek, I don't know. Um, the There's, Monster upside, there's definitely a target floor, uh one, two, three, four, five, six, five out of six games, at least ten targets. so yeah, uh, I love keenan Allen, actually
2: yeah, I, I like
1: Eckler, but I love Keenan Allen. I like both of those guys, but like, if I had to pick one, it's going to be Keenan Allen. Um, keenan Allen versus Kelvin Ridley and, and I'll throw out that game last week, oh, Keenan Allen for sure for me. I just don't, I mean, I, I, I'm not buying like the, uh, Ridley's just not efficient without Julio. I mean, he did okay the other week with, without him.
2: They just um, didn't get a lot of volume in that game. I, I
1: just, yeah, yeah. It's just whether their offense struggles in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it will, um, and Gurley is back. will will be playing, you know, they're going to end up giving him stupid carries, but, um,
2: touchdown equity goes definitely down for Ridley now. Um, because of Girl. I mean, it's
1: just—I mean, the numbers are still the numbers. With with uh, um, even after a really really disappointing game, Keenan Allen numbers are still ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. From uh, a, a target shares, you know, he's still twenty eight point five percent target share. Has a hundred and thirty three targets on the on the season. He's leading the the NFL in targets amongst all receivers. Ninety receptions. I mean, he's, he's he came on strong for touchdowns, you know, with uh, with Herbert, and uh, that's the thing. I mean, he's he's got such a high floor with his targets and target share, and especially in this matchup, and especially with them actually stopping the like the rushing yards on the the rushing yards game. So it's going to be short patches. Keenan Allen's the guy he's going to get that for it and if he finds the end zone he's going to he's going to go absolutely bananas and go off and have a monster ceiling so Keenan's probably my favorite number I mean I love if we're talking about price considered Keenan Allen's my favorite my favorite wide receiver play from like ownership and price everything all all put together Keenan Allen Mm -hmm. I mean I love Devontae Adams for sure but Allen Allen will I will have a ton of Keenan Allen this week
2: yeah, I can't argue there. I, I, you know, the guy that you hit on, Allen Robinson, we haven't seen a, a, a lot of Allen Robinson. And I think, um, I think a lot of it is just, you can blame it on the quarterback, right? Again, this is kind of like what I said about Dallas Goddard last week. Uh, Goddard's a stud, <laughs> a, a legit, legit stud. He's just getting uh, held down by quarterback play and, um, I'll say the exact same thing with Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is an AK guy. He's getting held down by his quarterback. If you believe in Trubisky, then you 100% have to play Allen Robinson. It, they just go together. So I just, the Trubisky, this,
1: I just believe in this matchup that Houston mm-hmm. defense is so pathetic.
2: Yep. Yeah. Um,
1: that, uh, okay, what about
2: uh, the Carolina guys? You brought up Robbie Anderson being a perfect smash, which I agree, but I lean towards Curtis Samuel, like having I more like shares of Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I just think without C-Mac, we're gonna see three to five carries from Curtis Samuel. Uh, we're gonna see a lot more unique type of plays of Samuel. Um, whereas I think Robbie Anderson is is the alpha wide receiver one hundred percent, but I think I think uh, I can maybe cut out. Uh, More opportunity for Samuel.
1: I think more red zone opportunity, Mm -hmm. for sure. But Robbie could break one. Um, But you know, Robbie's going to be the wide receiver. I mean, they're both going to get good, good, there's good volume. Yeah, should. So uh, and you get the price savings with Samuel. Samuel's going to probably be more popular. I don't know, just because of price.
2: Yeah, let's see what we got him at RG. Oh, wow. Yeah. Samuel, 17.7%. Um, and then that's the number two and number three highest on Uh Samuel was uh, number two at 17.7, Robbie Anderson at 14.9. Um, I mean, these these numbers probably aren't very accurate right now, just because we only have we only have like five guys above 10% ownership, which is uh, six guys above ten percent ownership, which that doesn't seem right.
1: Um, Brashad Perryman on the cheap side is a good play in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, probably people are going to be talking about him. I'm sure. Uh, DK Metcalf is a grown ass man, big boy play 8,400. He is, I mean, this is every, like I've said this all season, it's like, you come in, you, you, you take wide receiver ones against the jets. That's what you do. Um, especially now when they don't, you know, most of these guys weren't even starting, um, their their secondary, just not talented. It's atrocious. It's just smooth sailing. Russ is going to definitely find D, DK Metcalf early. It's just the blowout. What's the blowout? What's what's the real percentage of the blowout in this game? How much do they run Chris Carson? You know, how much is really there for DK Metcalf? I think he's going to, I mean, he's going to have a big first half, I would bet. Um,
2: I still feel like Tyler Lockett is 100% the ball, Uh, like the higher target, like more like, hey, on third down and short, who are you going to? Whereas DK is more of the big play guy. So I am concerned that this is a blow, and that's the only reason why DK doesn't get there. But that also can be the reason for the blowout, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, and if it stays close, if they're just going to go, I mean, Metcalf is just going to, he's going to beast in this matchup if he gets the opportunity.
2: Mm Mm-hmm um get some shares of David Moore too um, if you're doing Russell Wilson stacks uh, this guy he's gonna get terrible uh coverage on him uh he's he's he saw a season high last week of 71 percent uh, of the snaps 38 percent routes run uh or 38 routes run uh this this guy is a must play if you like Russ this week and I'm sure everybody's gonna love Russ so Definitely play David Moore.
1: Um, yeah, I can't play David Moore.
2: Dude, I, he's I, running routes versus the I Jets. I, he's running routes versus the yeah, Jets. Yeah, I hear you. Three right. wide receivers.
1: I, I just like – it's just – I don't know. With the blowout okay. with Chris Carson. with, I can't see it being like a David Moore game. But maybe I'm wrong. I like David Moore in general. Uh, he gets those, he gets those, those rushing. those uh, gadget plays too.
2: He's, he's a cheap piece. You might not, I mean, you definitely don't need need a David Moore on the slate, right? Because like, if you're, if you're game stacking this, you're probably bringing it back with Brashad Perriman, right? So you don't need David Moore. I just think it just makes it a little bit more unique if you go uh, double stack. Um, so like you go David Moore and then you grab either DK or Lockett. You have Russ in that lineup. And then you bring it back with Brashad, and then you fill out your lineup from there. Um, Michael Thomas,
1: I like, I mean, Darius Slay has just been abused by uh, who was it? Metcalf, Devante. Uh, Devante, and now he gets Michael Thomas, if, uh, <laughs> but like Michael, he, I don't know how much they'll put him on Michael Thomas. Or how much uh, Mike, I don't know. I'm sure he'll get, a, he'll see a lot of Michael Thomas actually. Because who else are they going to use him on? But it's uh, just another uh, tough matchup for him. But uh, it's just that this target share for um, with Taysom Hill, you know, all of the, the target share of uh, of uh, Kamara is just gone now with Hill. I mean, he's still getting the rush rushing carries, but he's just not getting the target. Just complete. Michael Thomas it's like right and then you
2: also think about the quarterback on the other side Jalen Hurts and how much running they're going to be doing it's just, it's just get away
1: um, yeah I know but like Michael Thomas could certainly spend his prices come down
2: he's got a dominant tar- target share I mean there's there's ways to spin it you know but
1: 38% air yard share, 30% target share mm-hmm. last week. Um, yeah, those are
2: elite numbers. It's just the volume is not there.
1: But his price has come down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Uh, who else? Let's fish here a little bit for some more. Tim Patrick, I like. <sighs> Can't play Devontae Parker with Tua.
2: Uh, the Houston wide receiver situation is interesting. We have. A question for Brandon Cooks and a question for Kiki Kuti, I believe we're expecting both yeah, of those guys both,
1: to play. They're both expected to play.
2: Yeah, and you have David Johnson out, right? So this is the way I analyze this spot. It's like, okay, add a few more uh, passes, right? So up that pass-run ratio. Um, and Kiki, I believe, is still underpriced. If, if we can just bring forward, like, everything that we've seen so far – at 5k, he's still, uh, definitely undervalued. Brandon Cooks, I think is still, uh, undervalued at 6,100. Um, expect, expect him to see, um, at least 10 plus targets. So, um, this is a very easy, easy double stack because the tight ends, I think are basically unplayable in, uh, Aikens and Fells. I don't know if you've been trying to utilize them at all, but it's been a losing proposition. And, uh, and and you know Duke Johnson's in play too at 4,800. So uh, there's three guys in play: Cooks, Kiki, um, and Duke. Uh, Chad Hansen played a ton uh, last week and got seven targets and five catches, 101. Do you believe that's going to happen again? I don't know, but
1: I think Hansen's. Le- I think he's legit and for real. Yeah, I think his volume is going to be.
2: All right, I'm player profiling him. Let's see what we got. You want the best comparable? Go forward, Jared Abadaris.
1: Yeah, baby.
2: Yeah. No, Four five three speed. Uh, he was drafted in the fourth round. Six two two o two o two, 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 two. All right. All right. The measurables aren't bad.
1: Um, let me see here. Oh, Ayuk. Uh, Come on, we gotta have some interest in Ayuk. I mean, look at his production in the last when he's played week seven, eight, 10, and 13, all mm-hmm. basically 20 fantasy points a game, 5,400. Uh, certainly. Dude, look 11. at the opportunity. Wow. Yeah. He's, so.
2: he's had a touchdown in every game, at least 75 yards in every game.
1: The quietest beasting of like anybody is Brandon. Wow. Huh? Uh,
2: and only 5, Michael
1: Gallup. I like, I don't know. There's so many freaking plays this, this week. <laughs> So many, like I can go down to the bottom of ownership and take out some, pick so many guys. I like them all
2: still. All right, Gallup or CD? Uh, what do you like in between those two? Thirty-eight hundred $3,800 you know,
1: 4, Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll take the cheaper, cheaper Gallup over the big play with the big play upside. But they're, they're both could be good. You gotta love the target
2: share that Gallup's been getting. I mean, eleven targets, eight targets, uh, so nineteen targets the last two weeks, um, and CD has been. You know, pretty consistent, 9 seven, 6 So, yeah, this offense is just running a little bit uh, smoother, obviously, um, getting Dalton back. Yep. Um, anyone else you want to hit on or I
1: want to uh, move it over? Um, I do think you this could be the week uh, where we could get some production out of your boy Darnell Mooney for a big, deep one. Yeah. I know I like Robinson. I know, but like, if those guys like moon, like the opportunity will be there against Houston for the long Yeah. Run. I mean, Houston corners are terrible.
2: Um, And again, we've, we've, we've talked about uh, us both really liking uh, that spot and like that game in general is been. I mean, again, like when you talk, you know, pre-show, uh, I wasn't really on this game, but the more and more I talk about it, the more and more I'm on it. Like, I mean, I love Trubisky this week. So, if I love Trubisky, that means I should up uh, Allen Robinson and the Mooney shares. Um, yeah. I mean, and the price, right. The price is ridiculously good. So yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, can we talk about Cincinnati? I, I know we kind of touched on that. Like when we were talking maybe uh, running back for whatever reason, but I mean, per dollar, is there a more talented uh, wide receiver core than this? Um like, I mean, obviously, A.J. Green, Dusty at 3K. But uh, a super talented T. Higgins at 4,800 and Tyler Boyd at 4,900. I mean, again, you have nothing at quarterback. But w- we saw what Tyler Boyd did. I mean, he took it to the house on one catch for 72 yards. Um, that's all that needs to happen. This Dallas defense is about as bad as it gets. So, I don't know. It, this feels like a spot where this – might be the vomit like plays that you go with, but there's so many good areas. Like you said, I mean, there's so many good spots. I probably can't go AJ green, but I love both, both T Higgins. I mean, no, I mean, I can go AJ green, AJ Green's 3k. I'll defer to you. Cause I just,
1: just their quarterback is so freaking bad.
2: Yeah, It's so uh, weird because I mean, we've and seen they're
1: so slow and they're, they're just not running any now they're so slow and not running any plays anymore.
2: Yeah. We've seen alpha weeks out of AJ, right? I mean, there's back-to-back weeks. He saw 24 targets, 11 targets and 13 targets, right? You get one of those weeks at 3K. I mean, come on, you're printing. Yep. All right.
1: Let's, uh, we've given enough. Um, let's take it over to tight end. Uh, Travis Kelsey, The I mean, this is another guy who's on pace to absolutely um, smash Kittle's record that uh, he, he had for for tight ends. So I assume they're going to keep going with him, and I'm assuming he's very cognizant of that, and I'm assuming Mahomes is cognizant of that. Um, and the guy's a beast. And that a monster week against Denver last week um, has pretty much had – you know, he left a lot on the table with Tampa Bay. Um, it was kind of a disappointing game, but still had a decent game. But, I mean, other than that, you know, four ridiculous weeks – you know, he's just been crushing. Um, and he's just a mismatch nightmare for against anybody. Now Miami's a tough matchup, but it doesn't really matter with Kelsey. Um, and there's like no one else. To, I mean, there's, there's Kelsey and, and there's Waller. Kelsey and there's Waller. That's it. And Waller's come already priced up coming off to that monster game for 48 and what was a great matchup. And we, you know, we did talk about, you touched yeah. um, mm. but, uh, Tougher, much tougher matchup now against the Colts. And uh right. you just can't you can't pay 6800 But they do, they it still is a positive matchup for him. Um, at least it depends how much they focus on him, but like in his coverage assignment, whoever's uh who who's he should be matching up with someone Anthony Walker's, which uh Linebacker who he should have a massive advantage against, but I think they're going to hone in on him for sure. So I I can't play Waller this week coming after that monster game. But Kelsey, for sure. Hawkinson has a really good, strong matchup against Green Bay, Um, especially with uh, Stafford throwing it more. Gronk has been ridiculous and has another good matchup um, uh, against Minnesota. Noah Fant um and then uh kyle rudolph is on uh out right so is uh irv irv smith gonna be back should be yeah 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 he'll Trying be back in consideration mm-hmm. uh, he's 3100 so he, he's the punt to me um i don't know uh I would kind of want to play, uh, I think, Engram I'll, I'll play. So my my pool, if I was making my pool right now, it would be Kelsey Waller, Hawkinson, Engram, Fant, I guess some Hunter Henry, just because Atlanta has been brutal against the tight end position, but I just don't believe in it very strongly. Um, but I could uh, Gronk for sure. Hayden Hurst should get a boost with uh, Julio out, at least have some target upside, hopefully. Logan Thomas looked pretty damn good in a tough matchup. Once, uh, once Gibson went down, um, mm-hmm. Goddard maybe and Irv. No. yeah, no. I, maybe.
2: No, um, no. I mean, uh, I, I think you got to avoid this Philadelphia offense until we see a game. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just kind of go off. I mean, you're, you're Kelsey Waller. I mean. Has there ever been this big of a gap, I guess, with two tight ends and the rest of the field? Like, I feel like we do this every week. But, yeah, if you pay up, I mean, it's Kelsey or Waller. And I lean towards Kelsey this week, even though I, again, probably want to be under the field on both Kelsey and Waller. Um, I think I'm going to go cheap, basically, all across the board on most of my uh, builds this week. Because I'll be paying up for running back and wide receiver uh but yeah uh robert tanyan right we talked about rogers throwing the ball a ton and it's not like Devonte adams is having a huge touchdown here um but tanyan's tanyan's like a beast dude like he's literally and i
1: think uh stern uh, Sternberger, Jace, yep. is, uh sternberg
2: Chase yeah he's gonna he's out um yep and then you know the dallas offense has not looked good running the ball but uh Passing ball, Dalton Schultz has always been there. And Cincinnati has been one of the worst versus the tight end. So definitely want to have some shares there. You brought up Hay- the Hayden Hurst. Um, my love for Hayden Hurst uh, is kind of just correlated with Julio being out of this offense. Um, so that's that. And then Logan Thomas, like I tried to make it work early in the year, and it just wasn't happening. And he needed Alex Smith to come into his life to become – uh, the guy that we wanted. I mean, nine targets, caught all nine of them last week for 98 yards. Um, yeah, I mean, he's putting up putting up great stats at 3,300. You just said they're without. They're starting running back who basically I feel like they're going to have to throw the ball more, so m- maybe mix in, you know, an extra target or two for Logan Thomas. Uh, they're not going to be able to run the ball versus San Fran. I don't think so they're going to have to pass the ball. Um, so yeah, give me some, uh, Logan Thomas. I might say he's my favorite out of the group right now. It's close between him and Hearst. Um, but then like, uh, I do like Noah Fant in like stacks. i definitely going to, I mean, you kind of talked me into that game at Denver Carolina game. And, you know, I'm always going to go with like an elite talent. Uh, I'm off on Dallas Goddard uh, just obviously awesome dude, just in a terrible situation with a quarterback that we just think is going to run the ball a ton. So, um, that's probably where I cut it off. Um, I I don't know. Jordan Reed is like always been one of my, uh, favorites. It's just, I don't know. I, I'm 3,500. I'd rather go Dalton Schultz at 3,500 over Jordan Reed. Um, and probably you're going to get similar ownership between those two. So, yeah. Um. And it, yeah. So I think I've said everything. Cheapest guy missing. you
1: want to you want to punt super punt is uh, Tyler um, Eifert, just, Eifert's out. Wait. So I'm giving you one. Tyler Eifert's out. So James O'Shaughnessy. Okay. 2, um, six th- targets, uh, week thirteen.
2: Uh, yeah. I I think I think you hit it with uh, Irv Smith though. Irv Smith. Yeah. Would be my I'd guy. much
1: rather much rather Irv. But if you want to get if you want to start digging.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, uh, I I've uh, tried the Houston tight ends and that hasn't been successful. Um, so I'm probably staying away from the Houston tight ends. Um, Mo Alley Cox at 2,500. Um, he, he's kind of, he's kind of popping for me in some spots uh, had 44 out of uh, 66 snaps last week. We know he's a beast in the red zone. So if you do like this uh, Colts offense, and they got a huge implied at 27. So, um, I think that's a great, uh, punt if you want to truly punt it. I I, I,
1: I, give me a James O'Shaughnessy baby. Um, all right. All the Irish, all the Irish top, top stacks.
2: Uh, you want to start
1: or I'll start. Sure. Okay. Uh, obviously the, the chalk one is Aaron Rodgers to Devante and, uh, you bring it back with uh, either Marvin Jones or uh, DeAndre Swift or TJ Hawkinson, but um, I don't. That's stupid. I don't want to give the the main chalk one. I mean, I have to. I have to go to. I mean, let's. Yeah, I'll play, do my. I'll do let's mine. Just play, you think let's about just it. play. Let's just play t- Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy B. Okay, and we uh, I mean, it's so easy to double stack this one,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, Bridgewater, Anderson, uh, and, and or Davis, but probably not Davis, but probably Curtis Samuel, and then uh, KJ Hamler or Tim Patrick or Noah Fant. Like, who who's our favorite there? For me, I would probably say. Tim Patrick, but like for three K for KJ Hamler I could, yeah, babe. I could, I could do that for a speed guy and a, in a talks basketball. yeah talks
2: where that he runs a sub four three, right? So he's got all the speed in the world. Um, I feel like I've I I picked him a few times this year, and he he's been okay. Like yeah, you know, he's not a guy that's going to be a high snap uh, snap guy. He's not going to be a guy that gives you a high target share. You're just hoping. I know that he busts one, so Tim Patrick's the play. That's the one. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, he is wide receiver one uh, at least the last few weeks here. Um, okay, my chalk or my like more chalkier uh, play. I'm gonna definitely invest in the Herbert uh, to Keenan and Mike Williams stack, and then I'll bring it back with either Ridley and Hurst. I know if I go back with Ridley. It'll, make it a little bit tougher just because I got such elite. So, I, I mean, I'm good with Hurst, too. I'm, I'm actually good with that four stack right there, too. So, your three wide receivers would be uh, Ridley, Allen Williams. Your tight end would be Hurst. Um, still leave a flex spot open for you. Um, Cheap stack, uh, I will – I mean, I might be stepping on your toes here, but I'll go Trubisky with uh, – both, both Mooney and Allen Robinson. And then again, I'm good with a really fat stack. Um, so bringing it back with both Kiki and Brandon cooks. Now that would be all 4 that'd be all three of your wide receivers in a flex there in that game, which I'm, I'm more than okay with. I don't know. Can, can, uh, can Trubisky buoy two wide receivers? I don't like if if Trubisky has like I think you I think
1: you take Trubisky with one wide receiver.
2: Yeah, well, like because he is is a threat to potentially run to run right when he had his monster like you know millionaire like was he booing two guys or was it just was it just Allen Robinson? Like I I feel like when he would go off he would have two rushing touchdowns, um, and then have a couple touchdowns and most of them would go to Allen Robinson right so. Yeah, maybe maybe you do a skinny stack with Trubisky. Um, stick with a skinny stack and, you know, and then go from there. But you know where the production is coming from in Houston. I mean, there's three guys. You got Duke Johnson, you got uh, Kiki. There, you got Duke Christ.
1: Johnson ain't doing anything this week. Yeah. That's, my, get, I, that's my opinion.
2: Yeah, I guess Chad Hansen. Like, I mean, you're, you're kind of a believer in Chad Hansen, so.
1: Um, all right, are we good?
2: Yeah, man. Week fourteen. Right. Let's get
1: it. Picked it up with. Uh, sorry, Tambo, for not being here. Sorry to the listeners. Uh, he let the number one who tuned in to catch the number one Canadian DFS player. But uh, I don't know, man. There's so many plays. My final thoughts here. There's just so many damn plays this week. So just invest your whole
2: bankroll. I'm, I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mass enter this week a bunch, um, and uh, just. Uh, correlate my lineups well Yep. but uh this has been the uh rgdfs tournament takes podcast and we'll catch you again next week thank you